0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. What's up, fam? Oh my gosh, it's 2020, babe. Can you believe that?
1: Oh, hallelujah.
0: Unbelievable. We're so glad to be back with you guys today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about how we're starting our year off with you guys, but also going to be replaying one of our favorite interviews with Jim Quick, The Power of Patterns. This is the perfect episode interview to start your year off with. But first, of course, we have to share some little tidbits about our New Year's resolutions <laughs> and things that we have been up to. Stick around, fam. It's about to get good. What's up, fam? Welcome back to The Good Life. Happy 2020, my dear.
2: <laughs> Sounded like you are going to say, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> New Year's Twenty twenty baby. What's up? How many times are we gonna be celebrating that? Well, it's the beginning. It's, this is the first few <sighs> months in twenty twenty, so I feel like we can really amp up the twenty twenty ness of we can it.
0: Very much um, amp. Up by
2: the, the way, I was at the bank the other day and the lady told me that when we're writing our checks or we're doing anything right. in twenty twenty, putting the date, to write it out completely. I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. So this is going to be quite the year for fraudulence. Um, So it's going to be a good year for people (laughs) in fraud. Because if you don't write out 2020 completely, the date, they're going to get you. So that's just a little good tip. Did you say it was going to be a good
0: year for fraud?
2: Yeah. For like, hey, happy new year. Don't don't (laughs) get. I don't know why I thought of that, but it's a little quick little tip because I just got back from the bank. So um, that insight that I got from the from the teller, I was like, whoa, that's actually a good point. If you're writing out checks, make sure, guys, that you're writing 2020 out, because what Mm. they can essentially do is any frauds out there, they can take 20 and add anything to the end of that. You know what I mean? So wow. they can mess that with the date. That is not cool. It's really messed <laughs> up. So anyways, just a little good tip there. But 2020, has everyone taken a deep breath yet? Babe, have you taken a deep breath decompressed from 2019? Ooh, can we man. just all quickly, just everybody, mm. come on, take a deep breath. This is what Stevie makes me do when I start to feel a little overwhelmed or I start to think about like all the things that mm. I want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's just all stop right now and let's do it. Ready? Babe, count us down.
0: Three, two. One. Take a deep breath. Hold it in. In three, two, one. Let <sighs> it out. Do you feel better?
2: I feel like the blood just rushed to my head. Wow, and your feel...
0: eyes are like a little bit. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's how 2020 is going to feel, you guys, when you join the good life and you hang with us every week. You're going to feel like a deep breath of fresh air that's hopefully what (laughs) we want to bring to your week every wednesday morning as we release these episodes man i missed you guys fam i'm talking to you you in your car are you pointing to yourself yes i'm talking to you (laughs) we missed you guys dude it's been a couple weeks since we've gotten on the mic and we've got to talk to you guys um but this year fam this year we want to take the good life to new heights and we can't explain what that means yet but we want to take the good life to new heights we're so thankful Mm -hmm for this online fam, aren't And it's we, funny
2: because it's like, we want to take the good life to new heights, but we can't necessarily get into the details as we're still mm. uncovering a lot of that. But it's like, hey, we're not going to get there unless it's right. with you all. Right. I mean, that's really been our new focus and our goal for 2020 is to reach new heights. But guys, together with you, this incredible community that we've built here on our podcast, you know, it's just been amazing to see how God has, allowed us to grow this online family of ours in the podcast world specifically we were so new in that space we were just kind of like newbies like let's just go on and Mm -hmm. this is where we can really just hang out with people and actually talk about real life stuff and wow it just did you think that we would kind of be where we are with it today and just how it makes us feel and how we've been able to grow this world so no
0: no the good life has become be. our favorite thing in life that we have and that we do and it is because it's of it's because of you guys it's because of you fam honestly it's it's our favorite thing it's the reason that we feel like we're able to connect deeper with you guys when we meet in person i mean most of the time when we ask people
2: yeah i know you know it's like you when you when you look at it from the outside you guys may think like oh well you know they've got Combined, you know, like millions of followers and subscribers and this and that. It's like, oh, what what, do they really even notice little old me that comes here and listens every week? And the answer to that is yes. We really, truly appreciate each and every single one of you. In a world like today where I feel like, babe, social media and just the Internet in general is just such a saturated, Mm. overwhelmed, just kind of sometimes annoying place to, to spend your time. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie to see that we have people out there that are truly, we consider online Mm -hmm. family members who are helping us grow our dreams, but their dreams that are really fueled by each and every single one of you that you guys give us this, just this spark and this creativity. And we want to do moving forward in 2020 and beyond. We are just striving to do some more things for you all. So thank you for sticking with us and leaving our us rating and reviews and all that i mean we wouldn't we wouldn't be here without y'all every
0: rating we see it every review we appreciate you guys so what we want to do really quick babe before we uh, jump into the episode by the way we are how about are you say
2: one thing be- about me baby that you love today
0: one thing I love about you today is that your outfit is perfectly coordinated <laughs> is it, babe? and I mean that it's not like you're wearing all red or something it's that your shoes have the slightest hint of yellow and your shirt does as well and then your jeans which is the black match the trim of your new Nikes Thanks, babe. and the blue as well it it just babe. it's popping
2: <gasps> well it's my popping. my one nice thing about you baby is that I just love how today this morning I was so late getting ready. And Stevie got me a green juice. He went and got me a green juice and not right. only that, but he, but he reminded me to drink it because he came back and I was still getting ready and I just said, oh, leave it on the counter. I'll drink it. You know, and he just was so sweet and like, I got your green juice here whenever you're ready. And
0: I poured it in you a cup even, and then poured it back in the bottle. Holler at your boy.
2: Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. But you even opened the lid. I love mm, you, baby.
0: I had it ready for you, dear. That's because I love you. Um, fam, we want to do something really quick right now, babe. That was really sweet. Thank you. I didn't know you appreciated that. I'm going <laughs> to get you on, juice guys. more of it. We want to do something kind of like we just did just there. Um, one of our business mentors, Michael Hyatt says that he starts the year by listing some of his wins. Um, they can be personal and professional, you guys. So right now, babe, I just want to ask you first, what was like one signature win personal or professional from last year?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, they both. I think, uh, for me, Personally, I finished Kayla, BBG. Wow. I finished the whole- What does that mean? How can you finish it? I thought it was an
0: eternal I did too,
2: and I kept going until I I reached the end, and I didn't even think there was an end, but there was. I got all the way to week 85- It's like you beat an unbeatable video game. That's how it felt. And it was after I had done week one through 12 already like three times before moving on. So I had just, I felt like, wow, I conquered BBG. And now guys, I'm starting back at week one and I'm doing it all over again with more weights and just going at it. So that was my personal victory. And then professionally, I think it was really cool this year just because it's fresh um, doing Miss Universe. That was a really cool last minute thing that came up and- I really enjoy that experience. I want to do more of that stuff.
0: I'm going to say that you had your best year to date um, as far as like financially, you know, uh, business. I mean, you had a really good year, really strong year in which we did less, which is so weird and not had a house for the last seven months. So,
2: well, I think if anyone's out there chasing a dream and maybe you're you're you think that you have to do it all right and you have to go, 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 go appreciate you saying that, babe, because I think we've really been um, taking it a little bit slower mm-hmm. this year. And because of that, we've seen such a return on our investment and mm-hmm. in what we're doing, and what we want to do. And it just goes to show it's about working smarter, yes. not harder. Use How many brain, times have I said that? <laughs> for every What? I don't know.
0: I just made that up. <laughs> but I feel like that kind of makes sense. It's All like right.
2: A- well, what was your mm-hmm. personal win or, or professional win this year, baby, or both?
0: Well, uh, I guess a personal win for me was also in the workout Department, You know, I mean, I took off a month and went to Europe. Okay. Okay, all the haters. Relax. No one's hating
2: and nobody even kept track. But
0: I stayed consistent. Besides that, I stayed consistent the entire year. You did. um, And I bounced back. You know, I was just like, I'm going to take this time off. I'm going to relax. And I bounced back. So that was a nice win um, for me personally. I think another thing too, my wins I felt were very personal. I felt like there was a lot of stretching that went on just spiritually. I felt like God was able to really stretch me. Um, to also, I think, expose some weaknesses mm-hmm. in me, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, just with the whole home thing, I realized that I become kind of impulsive in my nature and wanting to make decisions on my own time and say, okay, I'm going to get this done now. I'm going to get this done now. And all of a sudden when life, you know, kind of, uh, takes over and God kind of takes control from you, I wrote an Instagram caption about this, letting God be my captain. I really let God be my captain and I really let go of control and I let go of my own timing and my own destination and uh, it, it's not something that just happened this year. It's been happening over years. But this year, I just really got to see that full picture and be like, okay, God, I get it. And you know what? Sometimes it's really hard to let you lead. But when I let you lead, I was even praying this mm-hmm. the other day. I was like, God, you pick the best stuff. That's right. I was like, you pick the You picked the best wife for me to marry. You picked the best family for me to have. You picked the best place for me to live, God. You make things nice for me. So you know what? I I prayed this too. I said, God, I want a house soon. I said, but if I have to go a few more rounds, I said, I will, because I trust you, and I want what you have for me, and not just what I think I want for myself.
2: Amazing. Wow. See, see? So that was a big dub. Baby, you, like, drop these, like, dang nuggets on us sometimes. <laughs> They're
0: straight up from Chick-fil-A with the Chick-fil-A sauce <laughs> see, built in the middle. Say, you know what I'm saying? You know, you had, you
2: had a really great year. I mean, I loved also seeing how... You brought life to the sponsorship category. I mean, if y'all you know, follow Stevie on Instagram, mm. Stevie underscore Hendrix, you guys gotta go support my husband because he killed me this year with he got opportunities sent to his inbox left and right. And you know what he did? He took sponsorships and he made them funny and hilarious and put so much creative energy into it. And I personally, coming from the ads world appreciated that (laughs) i saw that and i said dang my husband is so innovative with the way that he's obviously promoting these products and making it fun and hilarious and i just love that about Well, some
0: i'm gonna let you guys in on a trick some people um some sometimes if a company wants to work with you like how am i gonna tell people about this when they don't necessarily want to hear me talk about this I just tell people, most influencers say, a lot of you guys have been asking me when no one's really asking you. So yeah. I just tell people, you know, a lot of people have been asking me and I say, uh, nobody asks me. <laughs> but if they did, this is what I've been using. I mean, I, I just think that's kind of funny. But well, uh, anyways, because, no,
2: yeah, I. it's a saturated market now. So if you can have fun with it, you know, that's what people enjoy. So and, you're just you're really good. And a it.
0: win for all of us to be proud of y'all. We reached over nine million downloads before the new year.
2: Wow! Good life, fam. Like That's over all you. over nine point two million
0: downloads before the new year, fam. I mean, that is huge. You guys were a part of that. Thank you so much. I mean, we're ready to go to twenty a hundred million y'all the good life is only going to keep growing yeah and so you
2: know at the core of everything that we do the good life really is the heartbeat and i'm just excited to branch off and do more in this realm and in this world doesn't mean that my beauty's a that that, that beauty and all of that personal stuff in my lifestyle that i enjoy is is going to go away and, and and my family content I just think it's going to amplify it up, right? Yeah. And and even though beauty and stuff, I love it, I've just noticed I feel so much more fulfilled when I'm doing this show. Yeah. And when I'm sharing bits and pieces of what's really happening in our life, and our family. And so Stevie and I have a real plan that we're working on that is going to allow each and every single one of us to reach new heights. And I mean that. Each and every single one of us. That so is get right. ready, you and guys. And that's the
0: whole point of this year, doing this year together, is that 2020 fam. I mean, we got the a reason lot we asked that question, do, babe, do it. Mm-hmm. the reason we asked that question, you know, what was some of your wins from last year, is that you need to give yourself that fuel in the tank. Before you just start looking ahead at this year and thinking, this is what I want to do, look back at your wins. Even if they seem small, count your wins before you start assessing this next year and your goals ahead of this next year. This will give you some fuel in your tank. So I want you to take a moment, fam. Think about some of your wins, right?
2: Mm.
0: Think about some of your wins. But then after you think about your wins, we really want you to think about those things that were left on the table. What were those unanswered questions? What were those unfulfilled desires? Think about those things. And think about how you can improve on that this year ahead. The episode that we are, the the interview, guys, that we're playing for you today is our interview with Jim Quick that we did last year. It's one of our favorite episodes we've ever done, but it's called The Power of Patterns. And Jim Quick, really last year, I remember after we spoke with him, it set into motion a few things for Saz and I. And we we set up some challenges for each other. And these challenges really, um, for me personally, started changing the game and it's these these patterns that you get into that really develop the habits that help you check off the list and achieve the goals that you want to achieve and so we felt like this episode was so powerful to play for you today this um this interview with jim quick but fam just think about what you left on the table last year and looking back when you look back a year from now are you going to have achieved that you're going to have answered those questions
2: right. and that's what i wanted to ask I think that's a great timely um, topic. And, you know, we had Jim Quick on our show way back, you know, early on when we did this show. And we kind of want to play it back because he said a lot of really great things that I think are, are timely for right now. And we can um, all take something from it, especially when it comes to the power of patterns and how to break certain habits and create new ones that are going to set you up for a winning life. So you guys have to stick around for that. It's coming back up, and I guarantee you, if you even listened to it before, you need to listen to it again because watch what it'll do for your current growth, and it's gonna make you realize how much maybe you already have broken the cycle of some bad patterns. So. Check it out, and uh, it's going to be good.
0: Don't worry, fam. We are going to be back with all new content next week for you guys. That's the whole shebang. Ready to go, 2020. So stick around, fam. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Jim Quick. We love you guys. Jim, thanks for being here. We're so excited to have you on The Good Life today.
1: Steve Stone, I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this. Your energy is, like, (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Yes.
2: You have no idea how much we've been looking forward to this because we've been talking about you on our show, I feel like, multiple times now. And really, you've changed our life. I mean... I'm serious, y'all, and we're going to get into that I, in a little I, bit.
0: I like to think of it as we were like dry uh, Kindle, and you were the spark. <laughs> oh,
2: how romantic.
0: Oh, I keep making fire <laughs> references lately. I don't really know what's going on. Um, okay, Jim. So, Cezanne and I were listening to Jordan Harbinger's podcast mm-hmm. uh, months ago, close to the time when we started our own podcast. Congratulations, and by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So much. You too. <laughs> we
2: love your podcast.
0: Um, so we were listening to this podcast, and one thing that really caught Cezanne's attention was you were talking about a morning, your morning routine mm-hmm. and all the different things that you do to activate your brain things like that when you start the day. And Cezanne came and got me. She's like, Steve, you have to listen to this. This is game-changing. We need to do this. And so after listening to that, we wanted to challenge each other, and we did it here on The Good Life. And my challenge was, okay, I'm going to wake up and make the bed. And then the other thing I didn't say was I was going to brush my teeth with my left hand. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. You talked about.
2: I think the biggest thing for us was this idea of like you were talking about it's time to get uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And so for us, the things that made me comfortable in the morning was grabbing my phone, mm-hmm. you know, just laying in bed there, sitting on my phone. Forty five minutes goes by and I'm just like, OK, I should have already gotten up, got my day going, done certain things. And I just noticed I was in this habit and this routine that just was not, didn't, it wasn't good. I felt clouded. I just felt overwhelmed in so many areas of my life. And so that's what, why I got so excited because it was almost like you gave us the quick, tools and the importance of having this morning routine. And so that's why Steve and I were like, let's do it. So for me, it was like, you're not touching your phone. Mm. And you you, do you you still do all of those things that you mentioned on Jordan's show in terms of like the whole thing about like drinking the water, taking a cold shower? I I knew those were yours. I do.
1: (laughs) I kind of geek out about this. I mean, what what I focused on with my morning routine, and I think everybody has their rituals in the morning. Mine, as you said, is to prime my mind for the day. You heard this phrase before, if you could win the first hour of the day, you could win the day. Because success breeds success, and it's mm-hmm. so important to jumpstart it the right way. And I have this. There are a few videos on Facebook that have been seen by five, ten million people talking about me saying how 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 detrimental it is to touch your phone the first hour of the day, just because when you first wake up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I we're probably losing people right now because they're, they're hitting, like, "Oh my <laughs> goodness, what do you? What's this guy? This guy's crazy." <laughs> Um, but the reason why, from a brain perspective, is I want you to have the most productivity, performance, prosperity, peace of mind, positivity. And I don't know anyone who grabs their phone first thing in the morning that just says, like, wow, that was a great decision. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because when you first wake up, you're in this meditative, relaxed state of awareness, and you're very suggestible. And when you pick up your phone the first time, like first – thing you do in the morning is it rewires your brain to be two things it rewires your brain to be distracted right mm-hmm. every like share comment cat video whatever we're, we're doing watching yeah. we get this dopamine flood that goes across the learning receptors the motivation receptors of our brain and it rewires us to be just we can we don't have focus right mm-hmm. they say we have less focus than a goldfish nowadays and part of it is mm-hmm. this addictive quality our, our smart devices um and make us, but the second reason why is because it trains you not only to be distracted; it trains you to be reactive. You know, think about it. All your listeners—they want to have the best day ever, right? They want to win that day. But if the first thing you're doing is reacting to things, like you get one bad text or you get one bad email, or you're firefighting something, somebody leaves a voice message on, on your on your on your phone, and then all of a sudden, just ruins the rest of your day. And really, the key to being happy and successful and fulfilled. Is to be, you know, have more control and then be proactive as opposed to being on the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friend named Brendan. Um, he says that your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life.
2: Yeah. Ooh. You know, it's like, oh like isn't that's that, good. Narrow just, to the heart.
1: Exactly. We're just, we're just sure. reacting to everybody else's agenda. And so for me, I wake up and I think about the three things I like to work backwards. One of my favorite books. Ever is this book called "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People" by mm-hmm. Dr. Stephen Covey. It basically talks about the seven habits of the most productive, effective people, and one of the habits is uh, begin with the end in mind, begin with the end in mind that if you know at the, whatever the end is at the end of your life, the end of your day if what what was the champagne moment that you 're celebrating and then work backwards from there so for me i 'm thinking just like in sports you know you, you you open the bottles of champagne you know you won. At the end of the day, for example, what had to happen that day in order for you to feel happy yeah. and then work backwards from there. And so for me, I write down three things personally that I want to accomplish that day and three things professionally. And then i that would be a win. I don't have to do the 200 things or the 300 mm-hmm. things on my to-do list. That's overwhelming. Yeah. But I could do three. And they don't have to be huge things. But if I did those three th- personal and professional things Then, then I feel amazing, you know, and I make progress. Do you write that every day? I do that. I do that. Sometimes I do it the night before as my evening routine. Because and the reason why we're talking about routines and and patterns, if you will, Mm -hmm. is I believe there are patterns to genius. Mm -hmm. That's that literally genius leaves clues that if somebody and I don't mean IQ, I mean if somebody excels in fashion or technology or as, as a great parent or they're they're super fit. I believe they're doing something that other people aren't doing. That there's always a method behind the magic. You know, when people see me on stage live or they see me on video, I'll have like a 100 people stand up and I'll memorize all their names, you know. As I know.
2: A- I've read that about you. and know, I'm like, how in the world do you do that? Yeah. Like, I'd be lucky if I – Remember my husband's name? Sometimes (laughs) I just and I am starting to call my daughter my dog's name. I'm like, sweetie. I mean, Valentina. It's like,
1: yeah, like mommy's brain. So
2: that has that taken years of practice for you? Is that something you've always been good at?
1: That's a great question. You know, whether it's that or I memorize a hundred numbers that an audience gives me or a hundred random words. The reason why I do it is not to impress them. It's more to express them what's really possible. Because the truth Mm -hmm. is, and this is the remarkable thing: every single person listening right now could do that and a lot more. When they find out I I read a a book a day or I do these things, it's just we aren't taught. And the reason why I know it's possible for everyone is because I grew up with learning disabilities and learning challenges. At the age of five, I had an accident, head trauma, traumatic brain injury, and I just didn't learn really well. Mm. Teachers would repeat themselves four or five times. I would eventually say, you know, I got it, but I didn't really get it. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm. I had bad focus, poor memory. It took me an extra three, almost four years longer to learn how to read. So it was a big challenge, and that became my identity. At the age of nine, this is crazy, a teacher pointed to me in front of the whole class and said, that's the boy with the broken brain. Wow. <gasps> and that was my label. And wow. parents, and I know you, you address a, a lot of parents out there our new parents, adults have to be very careful with their external words because mm-hmm. your external words become a child's internal words. Yeah. Meaning that right. – That became my inner self-talk. So every time I did badly on a test, which was often, every time I wasn't picked for sports, which was often, I would always say, oh, it's because I have the broken brain. Mm -hmm. And that became my negative Mm self-talk. And I think a lot of people suffer from this also. They they come to me and say, you know, Jim, I have a horrible memory. Or Jim, I'm just, you know, I'm not smart enough. Or whatever it is, I don't have the education. And, And the truth is, this is the truth, is there is no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory. There's no such Mm -hmm. thing as a good or bad memory, just a trained one and untrained. So it doesn't matter your age, your background, your career, your education level, your financial situation, your gender, your history, your IQ. None of that matters. What matters is the the practice and the discipline. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we're talking about habits and routines, it's so important because first you create your habits and then your habits create you. First, you create your habits of meditation or journaling or gratitude or working out or eating the best food ever. And then those habits create you back. Right,
0: mm. what's, so, what's so powerful, I mean, you said so many amazing nuggets in there. I love, though, that you're talking about how you can take action and you can actually change, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so many of us feel like we're stuck in a, in a routine and a pattern and a habit, yeah. and we can't change it. And for me, going back to making the bed, it was, you know, we were talking about the book The, uh, the War of Art and mm-hmm. how the whole first part of it is talking about facing resistance and how you were saying being on your phone is reactive. When I got up in the morning, there was something inside of me I was like, I don't want to make this freaking bed. And I don't yeah. can't explain it, but I just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And my wife is saying to me, can you just make the bed? Can you just make the bed? And then after we started that challenge and I just was like, I'm going to submit to this challenge. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. I started making the bed. And how making the bed literally started changing the course of my day. Yeah. Just facing that small thing of resistance in the morning and being proactive, like you said, first that. off the bat. It really it, – and it, it woke up another part of my brain. I, I can't explain it, but I had never felt that way before where I wake up. And when I wake up I usually try to give myself something comfortable. A cup of coffee. I like to have a minute. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like to face resistance head on. Mm-hmm. But it's always there waiting for me in the form of making the bed. <laughs> and by making that bed, yeah, things about me that were deep seated things started changing. Emotional things started changing. Which really blew my mind.
2: It really blew my mind as a wife because I've obviously known Stevie for years and even his mom has told me that like since he was a child, he really had ADHD, you know, but it was something he always struggled with. So for him focusing in school or even picking up after himself was always something that really tried to hold him back. And so he's never obviously taken any medication for it and anything like that. And so there's been times where I've heard him say like, I just, I can't like, this is just the way that my brain is. And it's almost like part of him wanted to accept it. But the other part being this fighter in him was like, I don't want to accept it. Like, and then just by making the bed, something so right. simple, kind of sparked this whole idea and this, this revelation in him that like, okay, I can do this and I can overcome these barriers, you know?
1: That's incredible, both of you. And, and just as context for people who don't have context about what does making a bed have to do with memory <laughs> right. and focus and, and yeah. your productivity. Um, there are 11, 10, 11 things I do every single morning to jumpstart my brain. You know, the first one is remembering my dreams. And I could explain why it's important because a lot of times people don't realize this. When you um, when you learn all day, or you're an entrepreneur, you're starting a business, or you're solving problems at work, or your health, or career, your brain doesn't shut off at night. If anything, it's more active at night. People don't realize that that it keeps on going and it, it solves problems. It comes up with the ideas. People don't realize that inventions and in culture and, and literature and art came from dream states. So, for example, Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in her dream.
2: I know. Yeah, Paul, I heard that. That's yeah. insane to me.
1: Paul McCartney came up with a song yesterday in his dream. A chemist came up with the periodic table in a dream. Elias Howe created a sewing machine in his dream. All like, what are we dreaming about? But the problem is, is number one, we aren't getting the sleep we need. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people, especially new 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 parents, it's it's an issue. But some people just they're not prioritizing sleep, which is so important for your brain. When we don't sleep, our memory, our focus, our thinking, our decision making abilities, it all suffers. But the other reason why. It's, it's important to be able to remember dreams is because you, what are you coming up with? And then I feel like a lot of people don't have a strategy for remembering their dreams in the morning because they forget their dreams. And if we're going to spend – we spend about – this is interesting – 20 years of our life sleeping, which means mm. we spend about three <laughs> to five years, years, full years dreaming. Wow. And so to be able wow. to step into that and be able to access that genius – so the first thing I, I do that, I did a whole podcast episode. Do you remember episodes. a
2: dream every night? Like do we dream every single night? We, we
1: do. We dream every single night. As long as you're getting into that REM – Sleep, you know, and so you you could track that with different apps and such. But Mm. dreaming is so empowering; it's an incredible tool that we have in terms of productivity, inspiration. Mm. So we did we did an episode on six things you could do to remember your dreams. But the second thing is making your bed, and the reason why we do this why it's so many reasons, but. It's exactly that. Some people have a resistance to it, Mm. and I believe it's so important to get yourself to do difficult things because how you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, this Mm. is something I live by. How you do anything is how you do everything. And if you get yourself to do difficult things, you build that muscle. So then it shows up when you need to do other difficult things, which is inevitable because life has its peaks and its valleys, and sometimes you have to climb a a mountain and you go through a struggle, and it's great to be able to have that that grit, you know, that's amazing.
0: And- I, I, that's so powerful. How you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, that that's such a good nugget to hold on to, because then you look at ev- anything and everything mm-hmm. as something else. It's it- like, if I'm not going to make the bed, then I'm not going to start a new business, right. you know, or I'm not going to break out of this depression, or I'm not going to take steps to, you know, living a more fulfilled life. And so you know, my question to you is: Is what is a practical way mm-hmm. in which people can break out of bad habits and bad patterns?
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I saw this movie with Tom Cruise. Some of you may have seen this movie. It's uh, The Last Samurai. But he was he would he would he would wake I love up. that movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have a I have a poster of that movie actually in my room.
1: He would actually. He says like you know when, when it's amazing that since the, the moment that they wake up. They want to be excellent at their craft and excellent at yeah. their art. And it's really how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's why it's so important to make this habit. Uh, it's not even just the habit of doing the meditation and, and making the brain power smoothly, or, but it's a habit of showing up for yourself at the meta level. You know what I mean? When you show up for yourself, I think that's so important. I believe success, half of success is just showing up because most people don't show up, right? And the other half is just once you show up, you got to go all in and play mm-hmm. full out and the other thing about making your bed is you get to you know how long does it take to make your bed a minute or two you know and so you get to get positive momentum into your into your day because success breeds success you know you could do something excellent and then you start with success and the other thing is when you come back at the end of the day you're coming back full circle to success which is pretty amazing also Mm.
2: so i wanted to ask you a question i wanted to ask that so should people, when they're thinking of this morning routine, because you did say there was like 10 or 11 things that maybe like you do um – does it need to be specific things like, okay, everyone start by making your bed and then go downstairs and drink a glass of water because mm-hmm. I know that's important. Your brain loses so much water yeah. in your sleep. I mean, uh, can you give them five things absolutely. that, like, to help break their bad pattern? Like, if you guys can just start with these five things because you don't know where to start, just do these maybe five things. What would those top
1: five yeah. be for you? A- absolutely. And so, and again, people could customize this. You know, as, as they do. Some people already make their bed, so it's not something that's going to push them. Right. right? And so drinking water is important for the brain because if you're dehydrated, just staying hydrated could boost your thinking and your reaction time 30%. You know, you start, we start losing it just at 2% because your brain at optimal is about 80% water. And so most people, when they sleep, they could lose up to a pound of, of water at night just wow. through respiration and wow. perspiration. Yeah. And so was, being able to drink water in the, in the beginning helps you because most people are dehydrated, and that's a big challenge. I'm looking at says.
2: I know <laughs> he's looking at me. I'm the worst with drinking water. You know, babe, I, really I, am. I am
0: like a camel. I drink water constantly so much. But I you also
2: sweat it right. out at night. I sleep <laughs> no. next to you. Trust me, I know. Yeah, you're so, right. <laughs> so but drinking then- water, not going to the coffee machine. The so, so
1: saying high hydrate is very important. Hydrate. So because it can boost your reaction time, your focus, your your ability to think faster. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing you mentioned, brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. And people are thinking, like, what does that have to do with my brain power and reading mm-hmm. faster and everything? It does a couple of things. First of all, it's difficult. It's getting you, again, doing something that's difficult because how you do anything is how you do everything. And I really do believe one of the biggest... Sh- this is a belief I have at a high level is that when you do easy things in life, just the easy things, life is hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. easy thing is just putting things off. The easy thing is procrastinating. The easy thing is always not working out. But if you do that all the time, life does get hard. But if you do the hard things in life, then life becomes easy. Yes. You know what I mean? Because we grow stronger.
2: What's up, ladies? You guys know I've uh, talked about this brand before here on The Good Life, and it's a brand that I love, Good American. Can we talk about their jeans for a second? You know, we may be heading into a new year, but that doesn't mean that you ain't got to enjoy some new fashion to put into your wardrobe and into your closet as you go and crush those 2020 goals. Um, Goodamerican.com is going to hook you guys up with 60% off. Um, And uh, Little Birdie told me they may be doing an extra 25% off soon. So be sure to sign up for their email so that you can stay in the loop for that. But if you want to snag that 60% off, you can go to goodamerican.com forward slash the good life and check out the sale that they have going on right now. Again, that is goodamerican.com forward slash the good life. The best part is they have so many different um, jean premium styles, um, but also dresses, activewear and more and their sizes range from extra small all the way to 4X. Check out Good American and don't forget to use that 60% off code goodamerican.com forward slash the good life.
0: Isn't it crazy though how we face so much resistance in our mind when we're looking at the treadmill mm-hmm. I, for me, my thing. And I, and I've been on my workouts for the last seven months now consistently, and it's been amazing. But for me, it's so funny. Every time I look at that pull-up bar, I don't want to do it Yeah, right? because pull-ups are hard for me. And so I look at the pull-up bar and I see it as like, is this an opportunity for me to fail? Am I going to be disappointed by my results? But what you said is so important by showing up. Mm-hmm. So just getting up there and grabbing that dang bar and doing my best. And
2: working out. Is that another one on the list? Because that's on it my is. list. It I is. have to get my workout in in the morning. Yeah. I just have to.
1: And, and that's, that's important because there was a study done at Appalachian State University find, to discover when's the best time to work out. And they did it at 7 a.m., the groups they tested, 7 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. And they found the people that worked out at seven a.m., even if it's a, a short workout, just like three or four or five minutes long, like you're doing burpees or some kind of mm-hmm. high intensity, basically get the heart rate going, and you know because that's really important for your brain because blood flow yeah. and oxygen yep. to your brain. They found the people who did it at seven a.m. not only lost more weight, but they also slept better, also as well. So even if you're not doing your full workout. Now most people like to do it in the morning because if they don't do it in the morning, they then ain't don't do it at night. Exactly, that's me. <laughs> because at night, when they get tired, and then that's where the the fatigue sets in, and then it's harder to motivate yourself. So now it's different though because some people are just they call them chronotypes. Chronotype is like your body type depending on your hormones. So like you've heard this phrase, like um, morning, you know, like night owls or early birds. Those are actual animals, right? And so the chronotype is actually your body type. Once you understand your chronotype, is like. There's a book out there called The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce, and, it, and he talks about four different animals, and depending on what your animal type is, it determines when you're gonna. When's the best time to work out? When's the best time to go to sleep? When's the best time to ask for a raise? When's the best time Ooh, to wow, make? When's the best time to make love? Because it depends. Some people, they their hormones are different during the different parts of the day, and then you you match that activity to that hormone. So I used it, so to be a night
2: owl. I feel like I used to be a night owl because I could stay up all night. Now we're,
0: now we're both morning birds. But that's yeah. so interesting because I also believe, you know, there's so much information out there as far as like, oh, everyone should do this kind of a diet. And the one thing that I, I feel like universally, like you were saying, you're saying, you know, identifying yourself with these different animals mm-hmm. and how that actually affects when you should do certain things was the the blood type diet and mm-hmm. how I started going through the list of the O blood type and so many things are ringing a bell for me and how they were talking about the difference in how you should exercise and you know for me it's like a lot of people are like well I I feel great when I lift weights and I'm like yeah I feel good when I lift weights but if I'm not getting any cardio there's something about me that's <laughs> overall lethargic and I stay in kind of this uh the sleepy state you know mm-hmm. and so i'm not as motivated yeah. to or i guess i'm not as energized to, to
1: i do think we are all bio individual and so it it and it shows whether it's your your blood type or it's your chronotype or it's your ayurvedic body type whatever it is there's these different uh, tendencies mm-hmm. right where we really thrive and so not not any one thing helps everybody something somebody could ingest and so I, I i recommend people take go to functional medicine doctor get a food sensitivity test Because what's good for somebody, kale could be great for somebody, but also could be not so great for somebody else. And you don't even realize it. Exactly. And you could be eating your whole life. You or your children could be eating it the whole time. And then you have these symptoms, but you're not sure why, because... Uh, It could be derived from food. But that's the other thing is like going back to brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. Number one, it's difficult because you want to get yourself to do difficult things. Because, again, if you just do easy things, life is hard. But if you get yourself to do hard things, life becomes easy and you build that grit, which I think is so important nowadays, even um, when it comes to uh, raising children. One of my favorite books is a book called "Mindset" by Dr. Carol Dweck, saying that
0: I literally been talking about this book. This is something that started changing me as well. It is
1: basically it's saying some of it is that that people's potential is not fixed. That the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, even with children, it's saying things like you don't want to just. Solely when you're talking to your children, say how genius they are or how beautiful they are, because mm-hmm. these are maybe you know innate qualities. But you, what you want to really do is reward discipline, reward grit, and reward them saying that's amazing, you know. Because then you're rewarding effort. Yeah. Because the problem with saying somebody is just telling your children they're so amazingly smart and genius and everything fill in the blank is that when they don't do well, then they don't feel like there's anything they could do to fix it. Oh, right. As opposed that's to so if good. you reinforce effort and discipline and and that will always get them because th- there's this phrase that says, you know, you know th- hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Mm-hmm. And we really want to encourage people to work – to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: Jim, you talked about how you had a brain injury early on in life and now – you're, you're, you're Jim quick, you know, you give these quick tips, you're teaching all of these people how to learn quickly how and to live a good quickly.
2: life. I feel, you and know? it's
0: incredible because for you, it's like, okay, you had this brain injury and this, this major setback when you were young. And like you said, this teacher labeled you as a negative. She was like, that's the kid with a yeah. brain problem, you know, and. So there's people out there that are listening to this and they're like, well, you just don't understand because if I want to get in shape, I've got this in front of me. Or, you mm-hmm. know, if if I want to learn, I, I have this disability. What do you say to people who are looking to chart a new course and start a new yeah. pattern practically? Yeah. How did you do it?
1: Absolutely. So here's the thing. First of all, you don't want to judge yourself because I think a lot of us are really hard on ourselves. And um, I, I did this video or I did this episode also on procrastination. And one of the things is people have a habit when they don't follow through with something to beat themselves up right, to go be overly critical. And this is what the the studies, the research says, because I always go back to the research, what science is saying is that studies in self-compassion saying that when you're kind to yourself, you're more likely to follow through. Mm -hmm. So first of all, just be, you know, if you didn't work out that day or if you didn't journal that day, whatever you promised yourself you would do, don't be hard on yourself. Just saying, hey, today was a really busy day. I'm human, I'm not perfect, and that's the other thing is this idea that everyone thinks they have to be the perfect mom or the perfect you know human being or the perfect mate or the perfect entrepreneur. Nobody has that, and that's the other problem with uh, you know one of the challenges with technology in this digital world and social media is not only you know do people suffer from digital distraction and you know in this reactive mode, it's also this comparison mode where yeah. we're always comparing our life to the highly curated filtered. You know, the highlight reel exactly. of somebody else's life, and that, <laughs> and, and and even though it's been said multiple times, maybe you know it could just hit home and just meditate on that. Not that's not everyone's life. Like you can be standing next to somebody who you think is, has a perfect life, has you know the greatest thing on you know because what you see there. But they could be fighting the battle of literally their life, Yeah. you know. And that's why I think kindness is so important mm-hmm. because we never know what people are struggling with. You know, for me, growing up, it was my learning and public speaking were the biggest challenges. Like, because when you feel like you're the boy with the broken brain, you don't want to get in front of a, you know, your class and give a book report. Mm-hmm. Which is wow. interesting because my the life, you know, life has a sense of humor because that's all I do is I like public speak on. I was like that. Learning. Look at look how it
2: all turned out. <laughs> but here's the
1: thing: if people have gone through struggles, and I know your listeners could appreciate this and and relate to this, that sometimes our struggles become strengths. You know, through challenge comes change. And what I'm saying is that it's never perfect. And one of the things that keep us limited, I I was doing this training. I I help actors speed read scripts and remember their lines faster. And I was with um, Jim Carrey at his home and we're preparing for one of his roles And I remember we were taking a break, and we were in the kitchen, and we're making uh, brain foods, you know, Mm -hmm. guacamole and things like that. (laughs) And I think there's certain foods that are really great for your brain, yeah. And um, because what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter, right? And there's certain foods you should absolutely (laughs) stay away from. (laughs) But I was when we're there, I believe genius leaves clues, you know, patterns, patterns to genius. And I was like, I was like Jim, what what drives you? Like you, you know, what what gets you to do what you do for so long, for decades? And he's like, Jim, really simple. I act like a complete fool on camera, so extreme because I want people watching at home. I want to give them permission just to be themselves. Mm. You know, what I mean, he calls okay. it his his religion, if you will. Says he wants to free people from the concerns of others. He feels like what limits our life is that we're always shrinking, that we don't want to shine. You know, and that's the thing—if you don't. People are so concerned about shining too bright in other people's eyes. You know yes. what I mean? And, or that if somebody's- approval sh- of others. Exactly. Yeah. Or if somebody else is shining, that it takes away from their own light. And I just really feel like when we, people ask all the time, how do I change my spouse? Or how do I get them to- Cause they don't understand why I'm listening to podcasts and, you know, reading all <laughs> these books. And I went, then they should change. You can't get uh, people- Think how hard it is to get yourself to change. And that, that shows you how hard it is to get somebody else to that's change, right. right? And so, what you what the best thing I could recommend people to do if they're in that situation is to be an example. You know, and a lot of people who love us the most, our family, our friends, they're the ones that we give them the power to hold us back. And I'm not saying you know, separate yourself from your friends and your family, but a positive peer group is so essential for an optimized brain. Mm. You know, and you know this because if you have somebody in your family or f- circle of friends that's an energy vampire. I believe people like are their batteries included or sometimes their batteries not included and they like steal your your energy, right? But are you around people who inspire you, educate you, or are also kind to you? Meaning there's a difference between, see, the words you use have an effect on your brain. Difference between nice and kind. Like nice, you know, the the, the kid that's checking you out at the grocery store could be nice to you because they, they accept you because for who you are because they don't care. Right. Mm. But somebody who's kind, that's different. Someone who's kind is going to tell you the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not going to put up with you settling for a lower version of yourself. And I feel like sometimes our family, they, 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 or our friends, they hold, we give them the power. They don't hold us back. We give them the power because we give them, their opinions matter. But if you, if you, we could go broke buying into the opinions and expectations of other people. If you would look for outside opinions to fuel you, you're going to run out of gas. And your friends and family could actually be sincere, but they could be sincerely wrong because they, they they don't want you to get your hopes up. They don't want you to be hurt, right? Or because you're progressing and listening and making these changes, one of the things that will keep you from doing new habits is people are like, well, why are you why are you doing that meditation thing, right? Why are you doing that yoga or working, you know, that kind of thing? they don't want to lose you maybe unconsciously because you're growing and that Mm. separates you from them. And so what I'm saying is maybe part of what we're talking about here and we're talking about patterns is number one, self-awareness. Notice your own patterns because 40% of what we do daily is habitual. 40% of our behaviors, not just our behaviors. This is so key because everyone always wants to know, what do I do? right? Those are your behaviors, but also your behaviors of thought. Our self-talk, those are patterns too. Yeah. And, our, and also our patterns of feelings and emotions, those are habitual. Mm-hmm. Like what if you woke up every single morning and not only had a to-do list? I also think you should have a not-to-do list because the most <laughs> successful people on the planet, they have a bigger not-to-do list than they have a to-do list. What do you mean a not-to-do Meaning list? that...
2: Things that you don't do. Yeah, like, a,
1: <laughs> like you say no to good so you can say yes to great. Because here's the thing, we all suffer from mm. opportunity stress. You know, There's always more to do. And especially as you become more and more successful, you get more and more offers, you can't say yes to everything. So you could do anything, but you can't do everything, mm-hmm. meaning you could do anything, but you can't do everything, right? And if people are listening to this right now, they feel like mental fatigue or mental fog and they're tired all the time. Part of it is because you have too many windows on your computer open. I mean, mm-hmm. Even if they're minimized, they're still taking up space and energy and, and memory, mm-hmm. right? And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're saying yes, yes, yes to everything, but they're not saying yes to themselves. And here's the thing, self-love and self-care is not selfish, Mm. you know, and I also believe in the power of self-love and I don't want to get like kumbaya here and physical, (laughs) but I do want to say like a lot of people, and I know your listeners could relate to this. You're out there helping your friends and your, your significant other and your clients or whatever, but how much are you taking care of yourself? When's the last time I believe that nothing could fill the void, you know, you have in your soul. You know, n- and nothing external is going to do that that your soul hungers for yourself and when's the last time you really showed love for that person in the mirror that's been through so much but is still standing? You know yeah. what I mean, and getting back to that then 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 the patterns become a little bit easier because like hey i'm I'm doing this for for me this is nourishing yeah. for me I'm scheduling this time be for me and not feeling guilty about it. That's especially good for
2: all the moms out there because I'll tell you, after I became a mom, Jim, part of me would feel guilty when I needed to get up and – charge my own battery so that I could be the best version for my daughter and to right. give her life and her energy. And so I think nowadays a lot of moms and there's the whole mommy shaming thing online mm-hmm. that we've talked about. W- women specifically, I don't know why we do this to ourselves and if it's in our, you know, biology, but we just it's it's hard for us to just own taking care of ourselves and prioritizing ourselves. And not feeling bad about yeah. it or guilty about it, you know. So, what advice do you have to anyone out there who does kind of like they 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 they, they have that motivation? I love that you say you don't have motivation, you do motivation. Mm-hmm. Wow. They want to get out there, they want to do motivation, but th- what's holding them back is themselves, you yeah. know. Like Stevie said, and what is that step one for them?
1: Yeah, I would step say. One. I would say step one is. So we were just talking about to do lists having not to do lists. So on the top of your not-to-do list should be, like, not checking your phone the first hour of the day, yeah. right? Be, don't give your power off to somebody else. Nourish yourself that first hour. And, and I know this is ideal, right? When you have a kid crying or, or you know, all these it's demands, hard. Yeah. you know, but you have to make it a priority because life is just – it's not, it's not, it's it's not easy. easy. And it doesn't get any easier, right? Mm-hmm. Life doesn't get better. We get better. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And then everything we're talking about is fitness. But the other list you could do for somebody in that situation, not only have a to-do list and a not-to-do list, and again, have a lot of things on that not-to-do list. And, but the third thing is, what if you woke up every single morning with a to-feel list? Meaning mm. that, w- w- watch this. A lot of people think, to build on what you're saying about motivation, you don't have motivation, you do motivation. And this is this is important because a lot of people make the mistake. Again, words have power in your brain and your mind. And so when you say things like, I don't have focus or I don't have creativity to blog today or make videos or whatever it is, you don't have creativity, you don't have focus, you don't even have memory, you do those things. Mm -hmm. You don't have focus, you do focus. You don't wake up. I mean, that's reactive. Again, it's it's like waking up. It's like being a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer, why watch this as a metaphor? To the degree you identify more with the thermostat than a thermometer, you're going to be happy. Meaning that what is a thermometer to do? Its only function is it reacts to the environment. That's all it does. It, it tells you what the environment's doing. And a lot of – we could be thermometers, right? We react to what's right. going on in government. We react to going what's going on with the weather or how people are treating us. But all the studies on happiness show that you, to the degree you're happiest, to the degree you feel like you have the locus or the location of control on the inside because you identify more with the thermostat. A thermostat doesn't react to the environment. The environment reacts to the thermostat, right? Mm-hmm. A thermostat sets a standard or a goal, a temperature, and then the environment rises to to meet that. And what I would say is to up your standards. For those of you, and not perfection, because perfection is not a standard, because those people who feel like they have to be perfect, they never do anything because you're never going to be perfect the first time. One of the challenges, you know, I just got back um, yesterday from, I was snowboarding at uh, this beach, and I went snowboarding, and it was my first time snowboarding. And I could ski, but I always want to challenge myself. Like every 30 days, I have a not only a a to do list and not to do list, a to feel list, but I also have like a to learn list, right? Mm. Because I always want to be constantly learning and challenge myself. Part of it because I love learning because I was never a great learner. But the other thing is I always want to feel, I always want to feel like what it feels like to not know how to do something. Yes. So I think it makes you a better parent or a better teacher or a better coach mm. because you could have empathy for what it feels like. Because I assume after teaching for two decades plus speed reading, I assume that everyone could just do that, right? So you remember what it feels like. But, um, so, but I like to challenge myself, and I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back because they feel like they get to be perfect the first time, but you have yeah. to fall. That's like looking at a child... Um, they're learning how to walk, and if they fall three or four times, they're like, "Okay, I'm not going to walk anymore. I'm not going to try this anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to give up on walking." You would never do that, but as talk going back to what Jim Carrey says, freeing people from the concern of others, we're so scared of making mistakes, yeah. And you know, we feel like that mistakes define us, but that's not. It doesn't define us. I I did a podcast episode on, and this is this is directly related to what you're asking me about. Let's say somebody's starting fresh and they want to take things next level. When we make mistakes, first of all, don't be afraid of making mistakes because mistakes are just proof for trying, Mm. right? But the other thing is when you do make a mistake, make it an old mistake, old mistake. And the O stands for you want to own that mistake. A lot of people, when they make a mistake, they don't own it. They don't take responsibility for it. They give it out. They blame somebody else. So I would say, how do you own it? Take responsibility for it. And then also apologize if you hurt somebody in the process and then do the best you can to fix it. That's owning a mistake, right? Because we all make mistakes, but that makes us human. The L, though, in old, making an old mistake means learn from the mistake. That's so important because that's what mistakes are there for. A lot of people feel like failure is the opposite of success and that's what keeps them from doing new things. But failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success, right? It's right. a stepping stone. And there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. You know, there's only failure to learn something. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if you made a mistake, learn from it, right? What's the lesson? Because, and here's the thing, and, you, and I bet a lot of people could relate to this. Lessons in life tend to repeat themselves until they're learned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the big that's challenge. Good. And then the third thing I would say, O L D. The D say, stands for don't repeat it, because that's the other thing. Because a mistake you make once is it, it happens, right? But if it happens twice, that's a that's a conscious decision. Because yes. a lot of people, you know, there's this phrase we've heard so much about insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I honestly don't think that's insanity. I think it's a poor memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you don't remember. So what's the mistake? You 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 date the same kind of guy, right? But you don't remember the lesson from the old mistake, right? right? People they hire the same kind of person, or they eat the re- same bad food, or whatever it is. And if you don't learn from your mistake, then you're not. Then you're more likely to repeat it.
0: Fam, if you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain, enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is Best Fiends. It's not Best Friends, it's like spelled like Best Friends, but without the R. Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual game anyone can play, but it's actually made for adults and you can spend as much time in the game as you want or not. But I download Best Fiends because uh, I told you guys as we travel in and out, I like to play this game because you don't actually have to have internet access to play the game. It's like a fun puzzle game. It's a cool experience. The graphics are really cool. I don't even know how they got the graphics this cool. It's it's funny going from like a Game Boy when you're a kid to now you can actually be a grown-up kid and play all the games that you want on your phone but if you guys want to check out best fiends it's a really fun game of course that will keep you busy especially when you are b-o-r-e-d and that's bored uh guys if you want to check it out it has over 100 million downloads it's five star rated you guys so uh it's not just me who likes it download best fiends free on the apple app store or google play that's friends without the r that's best fiends What's so cool about what you said? It reminded me of this. I'm pretty sure it was Bruce Lee. I need to check this, but um, I think it was Bruce Lee that said life isn't. You know, there's there's not a ceiling. There's there's plateaus basically, mm-hmm. and everything is a level. You know, and like yeah. you're saying, you learn one lesson, like you said in life. If you don't learn that lesson, you're not going to the next one because that's going to keep repeating itself. And so you know, you think about that, and most people are at the bottom of the staircase, looking all the way up, being like, "Well, I want to be up there." And it's like, well, have you mastered this step? Exactly. Have you mastered this lesson? Have, have, you, have you even
2: you... taken the first step, you know? Right.
0: And and I think that's the biggest thing for everyone to understand is when you're charting a new course, new routine, pattern, whatever, it's that what is in front of you right there in your face? What's right. staring at you right there? What is that challenge? What's the lesson? What needs to be learned before you can go to the next step?
1: Exactly. And then once you, once you get that, you start to build confidence. Because here's the thing. In psychology, they call it the competence-confidence loop that the more competent you get at something, the more confidence you get. And then when you're more confident, you're more likely to do the activity, so you get more competent at it. Mm. And it goes in a circle. And so I would say that the best thing to do is to try. And I say try at least three times anything new because I think... It's so interesting. People thought, going back to mindset, that the brain was fixed, that you're just born with this brain or this potential and then that you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. And that's not true. Neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, you can create new brain cells, new connections the day you die. And that's really exciting, but you have to challenge yourself. And that requires, I encourage everyone to, you know, and I know you like to challenge your listeners because yeah. that's what a coach does. They challenge them, they don't just tell them what they want to hear. That, that's something that's that's kind of nice. But kind is like what they need to hear. Right. And I, what, the, what you need to hear is like y- you are far more capable than you realize that you are. Come on, That Jim. you have so much mm-hmm. more inside of you than you ever realize. Mm-hmm. But, and so that you don't know it and so you're challenged because mm-hmm. through your struggles comes strength. And even at the extreme, and I, it's not pleasant to talk about, but post-traumatic stress, right? And I, I don't want to diagnose anybody, but I get, guarantee you there's some of your listeners that have gone through traumatic times, times that they would never wish upon anybody Yet yeah. looking back, they wouldn't change it. Meaning because they went through that difficulty or that adversity, it they found new meaning. They found a mm-hmm. strength they never thought they could endure. They found a life purpose. And so there's post-traumatic stress. But what people don't realize is there's another side called post-traumatic growth. That through these challenges, you get to change and you get to up-level. Meaning that if your life is getting more difficult right now, maybe it's just because you got to another level of your life. And then, mm. and then that's the thing. And even in the the movies that we love, right, that we really could get behind, it's like you always know that the size of the champion is determined by the size of the enemy, right? Yeah. If if it's a simple enemy or, that, or that's really weak, there's no there's no challenge, right? And so there's no change. Mm. And so that's we have these. And it's just like what you said about working out. It's just like a treadmill, or it's just like a pull up bar. That's all of life. Like life, it's not just when you listen to the podcast or go to the conference, like or go to the gym. Like life is your gym. And all the time Mm -hmm. you could look at this person that's challenging you right now and be like, wow, that's a pull up bar. This is an opportunity for me to grow. Even meditation, which people don't like to do. When I meditate, I don't go, I don't do it to get all zen. I actually do it to train my focus because when I'm quieting my mind, invariably I'm thinking about something work or whatever. And then that comes into my mind. And then when it does, I use that as an opportunity. Like that's a pull up bar. I'm going to pull my focus from that you know dry cleaning or whatever I have to do I'm going to pull it back with my breath with my mantra and then I build that muscle so it shows wow. up when I need to be focused in a conversation you know at work or with my family and mm-hmm. so everything has to do with with growing and here's the thing with difficult times difficult times they could they could diminish you they could define you or they could develop you but ultimately we decide we always decide
2: oh Jim, are you running uh, for president anytime soon? Because I'm voting for you. I was going to tell
0: Jim to drop the mic, but the mic's on a stand, so you can't <laughs> drop it. We're gonna, we're just gonna drops mic. Um, Jim, you're incredible. So you give so much to so many other people before you get out of here. And by the way, you guys, I already said it before. You got to check out Jim's podcast, Quick
2: Brain,
0: Quick Brain, With Jim K-W. Quick. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really my last
0: name. People it's, don't I can't realize it. Believe that. By yeah, the way.
2: His, his last name is spelled K W I K. You probably saw it when you clicked on the podcast, but I think that's you know just funny? meant to be for you. <laughs> you know what's
0: funny to me is that names mean so much. And that lady who tried to – the teacher who tried to brand you, yeah. branded you wrong. But Where I is love she that at today? That's no, but I, I love know. that your last name is Quick. You were meant to do this, and you really are walking your destiny and purpose. And that's what we want for all of our listeners here. And so I hope today you were very inspired by Jim. Saz and I's brains are on fire right now. We feel so awake, so alive. I hope you do too. If you want more of Jim, check out Quick Brain Podcast with Jim Quick. Jim.
1: right. Can I challenge everybody to do something right now? Yes. Can you? Okay, challenge yeah. a, us I, too. As the last on. as the last for everyone listening, your 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 as your brain coach, I want you to have the best focus, the best learning. And I, I recommend everybody actually re-listen this episode and take notes, right? Because taking notes, there's a learning curve, but there's a forgetting curve. A lot of people listen to something and within two days, eighty percent of it is gone. So mm-hmm. my thing is knowledge is not power. It's not. This is this is I feel like the biggest lie in the personal development you know, space that knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when we utilize it. Nothing changes. And so my, my thing for you is when you listen to it, as you take notes, ask yourself three questions. Number one, how can I use this? I ask this question obsessively when I'm reading things or meeting new people, how can I use this? Number two, why must I use this? Meaning that a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do what they know. And common sense is not common practice. And there's a success form. It goes from your head to your heart to your hands. You can visualize things in your head, set goals and resolutions in your head. But if you're not acting with your hands, what's mm-hmm. the point? So what's good. usually missing is a second H, which is your heart, which is the emotions. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, why must I do this? Why must I remember the name? Right. Maybe it's supposed to show the person respect. Maybe it's to practice these things. Because what you practice in private, you're rewarded for in public. So reasons reap results. You need to have that reason. The third thing I would ask myself is when will I use this? Because if you don't schedule it in your calendar, like if you don't put your workout in your calendar or you don't schedule the time that you're going to meditate or do these things, it's not going to happen. So I challenge everyone to re-listen to it. And the last thing I would ask you to do is to teach it to somebody else. Remember, we're talking about you learn these things and you shared it automatically with your listeners on your show about your morning routines and everything. And you challenge everyone to do it because if it just stays, there's two reasons to learn anything. You learn it for you. But the second reason is what you could help other people you care yes. about. I believe there, it's learn to earn to return. You mm-hmm. earn so you, can, you learn so you can earn something, but then you earn something so you can return it and give back. That's right. So here's the thing. Think about somebody who'd really benefit, that you really wish was listening to this now. And what I would say is when you teach something, Mm -hmm. you get to learn it twice. Mm -hmm. You know, if you learn with the intention of teaching, you're going to learn it much better. So take a screenshot of this episode. Yes. Tag both of us on this. Yes. You know, and tag us both on this. Mine is at Jim Quick, Mm K-W-I-K, and put your biggest learning in the description So you're sharing that with the world. And it's kind of like a statement to the universe saying like, yeah, this is something I learned and this is who I'm becoming. And tag us both in it and I'll I'll actually answer some of those questions. uh, I'll repost some of my favorite also as well. But I, I'm up I for that for challenge. That.
2: That's a great challenge. Uh, I love
0: that, Jim. We, we usually encourage our listeners to pass things along, you know, hmm. whether we're talking about this or fear or whatever. My dad, I have to give him credit. Last night, he, it was so funny. He said to me, he taught a Sunday school lesson about driftwood. And he said the analogy was that driftwood could float for years on water and that the water, you know, is absorbed into the wood. But the reason it lasts is because the top half of the wood, the water evaporates and is released because of how hmm. the wood actually is, you know, that type of wood. Um, whereas other woods rot. Because mm. they contain the moisture within, and so they rot over years. And, and he, we were talking about God and how if God is blessing you, if if you are you know doing very well in life, you ought to give back to others. And and at all times, you should give back, whether it's knowledge, money, whatever. Um, and that people that don't, they hold it for themselves, and they're like that other piece of wood that rots,
1: mm. and not the one
0: that lasts. And so, such a beautiful lesson. So, guys, take it in for yes. yourself and give it to somebody
2: Quick else. Quick brain, who needs it. Love Jim, the
1: thank you. We could go for hours, but <laughs> so uh, you gotta get home. Thanks, Jim. Jim. Thank you, everybody.
0: Hey, fam. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jim Quick. That is, (laughs) oh gosh, that is like an arrow to the heart, you guys. Well, we love you all so much. Don't forget, we'll be back next week with all new content for you, TGL fam. And we're going to get the year started in a wonderful way. If you guys haven't, leave us a rating and review because you love us. And if you don't love us... It'd be just nice if you did it anyways. (laughs)
2: Love
0: you guys. Love you
1: guys. See ya.